Hare Krishna, everybody. Thank you for attending today's Sunday Feast program. We'll start with uh, our typical uh, prayer for Jay Radha Madhava. Jay Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jay Radha Madhava Jay Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Girivaradhari Jashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Jashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Jamunatiravanachari Yamunati Ravana Chari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Girivaradhari Jashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Jashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Jashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Jashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Yamunati Ravana Chari Yamunati Ravana Chari Jaya Radha 
Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hari Bol, Hari Bol Hari Bol Nittai Gora Hari Bol Nitai Goranga Hari Bol Hari Bol Nitai Gora Hari Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Acharya Thakur Srila Prabhupada Acharya Thakur Srila Prabhupada Jaya Acharya Thakur Jaya Vaishnava Thakur Srila Prabhupada Vaishnava Thakur Srila Prabhupada Jaya
Jaya Patita Pavan Srila Prabhupada Patita Pavan Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada Bhakti Vedanta Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Guru Deva Guru Deva Guru Deva Jaya Guru Deva Jaya Jaya Patita Pavan Shila Guru Deva Patita Pavan Shila Guru Deva Jaya Guru Dev, Guru Dev, Guru Dev, Jajaya, Guru Dev. Jai Jayam Vishnupad, Paramahansa Parivraji Gicharja, Stotarasta, Shishimad, His Divine Grace, Srila Bhayacharanar Vindam Bhakti Vedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Jai Grantaraj Shmat Bhagta Mahapurana Ki Jai, Sri 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 Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavad Gita Tharupa Ki Jai, Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai, Sri Gaurabhakta Brinda Ki Jai, Nitai Gaurpamanande Hari Hari Bol. All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna. All glories, all glories to Shishi Guru and Gorango. Glories to you, Srila Prabhupada. Uh, Dwarka Babu, can you find out who did the cooking today for breakfast? Who did our Sunday feast cooking today? Thanks, Babu. So please uh, put your hands together and chant with me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasme Shigurave Namah Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jaina Bhutale 
स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददाती स्वापदाकम वंदेहम श्रीगुरो श्रीयुतापदकमलम श्रीगुरून वैष्णवाम सागजात सागना रघुनाथान्वितम तम सजीव साध्वैत सवधूत परिजन सहितेतन देवां श्रीराधाकृष्णपादागनलिता श्री विशाखान्वता हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधु दीनबंधु जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांत नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाचकाल्पतिभ कृपा सिंधुभ्य प्रतीतना पावनेभ्य वैष्णवेभ्य नमो नमः नम ओं विष्णुपदाय कृष्णपेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदातस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्रीकृष्णचैतन्य प्रभु निनंद्रीअदाधर श्रीवास आदिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय श्रीमद भागवत गीता था रूप की जाय प्रभाद की जाय So today we'll speak from the Bhagavad Gita chapter 3 and in chapter 3 we um speaking from text number 35 if any of you can bring up your texts on the phone you're welcome to do so if you want to repeat after me you can do that as well So this is Bhagavad Gita chapter 3 text 35 Shriya swadharma vigunaha श्रेयान स्वधर्म विगुण परधर्मात्मनौष्ठिताधर्मेनिधना परधर्मो भयावह परधर्मो भयावह श्रेयांस्वधर्मो विगुण परधर्मास्मनुष्ठिता वधर्मे निधनाेय परम परधर्मो भयावह श्रेयांस्वधर्मो विगुण 
Paradharma Paradharma nidanam Paradharmo So please repeat after me. Transliteration. Shayan. Far better. Svadharmaha. Once prescribed duties. Vigunaha. Even faulty. Paradharmat. Then devotees, uh, sorry, then duties mentioned for others. Svanushtitat. Perfectly done. Swadharme in one's prescribed duties. Nidhanam destruction. Shreyaha better. Paradharmaha duties prescribed for others. Bhayaabha dangerous. Translation by His Divine Grace, please repeat after me. It is far better. To discharge one's prescribed duties, even though faultily, then another's duties perfectly. Destruction in the course of performing one's own duty is better than engaging in another's duties. For to, to, for to follow another's path, is dangerous. So again, it is far better to discharge one's prescribed duties, even though faultily, than another's duties perfectly. Destruction in the course of performing one's own duty is better than engaging in another's duties. For it, for to follow another's path is dangerous. Purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. One should therefore discharge his prescribed duties in full Krishna consciousness rather than those prescribed for others. Materially, prescribed duties are duties enjoined according to one's psychophysical condition, under the spell of the modes of material nature. Spiritual duties are as ordered by the spiritual master for the transcendental service of Krishna. But whether material or spiritual, one should stick to his prescribed duties even up to death rather than imitate 
another's prescribed duties. Duties on the spiritual platform and duties on the material platform may be different, but the principle of following the authorized direction is always good for the performer. When one is under the spell of the modes of material nature, one should follow the prescribed rules for his particular situation and should not imitate others. For example, a brahmana who is in the mode of goodness is non-violent, whereas a chatriya who is in the mode of passion is allowed to be violent. As such, for a chatriya, it is better to be vanquished following the rules of violence than to imitate a brahmana who follows the principles of non-violence. Everyone has to cleanse his heart by a gradual process, not abruptly. However, when one transcends the modes of material nature and is fully situated in Krishna consciousness, he can perform anything and everything under the direction of a bona fide spiritual master. In that complete stage of Krishna consciousness, the Chatriyas may act as a Brahmana, or a Brahmana may act as a Chatriya. In the transcendental stage, the distinctions of the material world do not apply. For example, Vishvamitra was originally a Chatriya, but later on he acted as a Brahmana, whereas Parshurama was a Brahmana, but he later acted as a Chatriya. Being transcendentally situated, they could do so, but as long as one is on the material platform, he must perform his duties according to the modes of material nature. At the same time, he must have a full sense of Krishna consciousness. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Shalaka Chakshurun Metam Yena Tasme Shri Gurave Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pishtaya Bhutale Shrimate Tamal Krishna Goswami Itinam so again, this verse is Shreyan Swadharmo Vigunaha Paradharmat Svanushtitat Swadharme Nidhanam Shreyaha Paradharmo Bhavayaha It is far better to discharge one's prescribed duties, even though faultily, than another's duties perfectly. Destruction in the course of performing one's own duty is better than engaging in another's duties. Or to follow another's path is dangerous. So a definition given of the spiritual master is a person who actually understands the scriptures, understands uh, the mood and instructions of the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna, and is able to live his or her life uh, in terms of character, as a well-mannered person, a person with good character, good understanding, knowledge, good knowledge, understanding, good character. So this is called uh, uh, being an acharya like that. So there's achar and prachar. Achar means to have a perfect character. Uh, when combined with prachar, the acharya actually is a person, acharya is a person who also can speak about what is uh, Krishna's mood and what is his request to all of us so that we will become truly happy. Krishna manifested everyone. Aham sarvasya prabhavaha 
Mataha Sarvam Pravartate. Everything and everyone comes from Krishna. There is nowhere in scripture, whether it is Christian scripture, uh, Islamic scripture, Hindu scripture, uh, 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 Jewish scripture, Buddhist scripture, no matter what scripture you look at, no scripture will say, the person who is speaking will say that I am the person from whom everyone and everything came. Now, even if those scriptures do say something that sounds like that, additionally, there is no scripture where the creator, Lord Brahma says, Ishvara Paramakrishna, Satchidananda Vigraha, Anadi Radhi Govinda, Sarvakarna Karnam. Lord Brahma, who is the creator of the material world, is saying that the cause of all causes is Krishna. So this is not just a Lord saying that from him comes everyone and everything. He is also the person who is the greatest amongst all human beings saying the same thing, repeating the same thing. So that's confirmation that it is Krishna from whom anything and everything, whether in the material world or in the spiritual world, has emanated. And the spiritual master is a bona fide representative of Krishna, coming in what is called a disciplic succession. Evam parampara praptam, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, that this disciplic succession starts from Krishna. Then from Krishna, uh, it is uh, spoken to Brahma, and then Brahma spoke it to Vashwan, like that. So it goes down, and then Srila Prabhupada is the 32nd level of spiritual masters coming from Krishna. And some of us are initiated by his disciples, so our spiritual masters are the 33rd generation of spiritual masters coming in disciplic succession. So these spiritual masters are considered one. Guru is one. Meaning that all gurus will only say what Krishna is saying. Will repeat what Krishna is saying and help us understand it so that we can apply it in our lives. This is where this verse comes in. How do we apply it in our life? In each and every one of our life. So that is called our prescribed duty. When the spiritual master explains that, that is called prescribed duty. Now, one thing about Krishna is that whenever Krishna speaks, he looks at it from all directions. He doesn't look at it just from the point of view of the devotees. He also looks at it from the point of view of those who are not interested in becoming devotees. Therefore, in this verse, as you notice, Srila Prabhupada explains that for those who are not following Krishna consciousness, they also have to follow this system. They should also do what is according to their psychophysical nature. Now, who determines one's psychophysical nature? So it is described in the Bhagavad Gita that it is guna karma vibhagashaha. Guna means our own nature. Our nature is the guna. And karma means our activities. Our activities and our nature should match. So this verse is saying, if you match your activities according to your nature, then you will make progress. And when you make progress, at one point, your consciousness will rise to the point where you will understand that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
we are spirit soul, we are not the body, and that the purpose of life initially is self-realization, which means to understand that I am spirit soul, and to understand the difference between spiritual and material, that spiritual is that which is connected to Krishna, and material is that which has become disconnected. A very simple understanding. This is called science of self-realization. Then comes beyond that God-realization, which is the transcendental understanding of life, where we understand we all emanate from Krishna. We are all part and parcel of Krishna. Vamsha Jiva Loka, Jiva Bhuta Sanatana, Krishna says. We are all his children. Aham Bij Pradapitaha, Krishna says. Krishna actually loves us completely. Uh, what is the verse that he uses? Bhuktaram Jagyatapasam, Sarva Loka Maheshwaram, Suhridam Sarva Bhutanam. Suhridam Sarva Bhutanam means that Krishna is our greatest benefactor. He is the one who loves us the most. He is the one who will give us everything that we need and more. And finally, it is described that Jivera Surupohoi Nittera Krishna Das. That means that every living entity is actually a servant of Krishna. Now, this word servant in English has a connotation that people don't like, which is that I have to bow down to someone, I have to do some duties, I have to do some action, which I don't like to do, uh, I have to be uh, bossed, bossed around by somebody, pushed around by somebody. But that is not the definition of service in uh, scripture, in Vedic scriptures. In Vedic scripture, the definition of service is expression of love. Because ultimately, the purpose of life is to love and be loved, to be happy and to give happiness to others. And the greatest happiness is experienced in the emotion of love. So, the expressions of love, Hare Krishna Mahaji, the expressions of love are, is the service. So we can see how Krishna is connecting us to him in a way that is very blissful. Because the nature of the soul is Satchit Ananda, meaning that it is eternal, it is full of knowledge, and it is full of bliss. This is the nature of the soul. And therefore, if our actions follow that nature, then we will be happy. But if we do something that is not according to our nature, we'll have not so we'll be not so happy. You see? It's a little like I've got this microphone in front of me. If I put the mic on the ground and I sit on the mic and I pick up this chair and speak through the chair, then you'll wonder why you're doing that. Well, if I'm a microphone, I should not use myself as a chair. The microphone is meant to use be used as a microphone, the chair as a chair. So similarly, each and every one of us has a nature. And we must act according to that nature. If we act according to that nature, everything will go very well in our lives. Things will go well, even if there are difficulties, because there will be difficulties. The nature of the material world is that there are going to be issues. Kaler Doshanidhe Rajan, it is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, that this world is an ocean of, uh, ocean of faults, ocean of problems. So naturally, if you're in a, uh, in the Pacific Ocean, we can't complain, why is there water in the ocean? That is what an ocean is made of. The, the, you know, the salt water ocean is made of, has water in it. We can't complain, why is there water? Why is it salty? Similarly, in the nature, in the, in the material world, the material world is made of two things. Those two things are Dukhalaya and Asashvatam. That's the constitution. 
of the material world. So the material world is made of uh, uh, misery, dukhale. Dukhale means where there is misery, place of misery. And nasashrutam means where things are unstable. And we can see this in this world, right? America is considered by most to be one of the best countries in the world. But we can see how many difficulties are going on in America, in the United States of America. How there's, so, how there's so much disagreement and infighting and, you know, uh, so many difficulties in a country that is meant to be, uh, well, according to some, the land of uh, milk and honey, where the roads are said to be as smooth as silk and that there are rivers of honey flowing down those roads. And that when you put your hand up, you can catch $100 bills flying around. So we can see that even a stable country like the United States has so much instability in it. So this is the nature of our lives. We can see in our lives things go well and then things go unwell. Then they go well for a while, then again they break down. So this is going to happen. So in that situation, if we don't act according to our nature, then unfortunately we're going to be in for a rough ride. And then we really don't have anyone else to blame, blame, but we will blame the President of the United States of America. We'll blame, you know, the parents. We'll blame other authorities. We'll blame our friends. We'll even blame our pets. We'll lay blame at the feet of the wrong people. Whereas the blame lies with us individually for not actually acting according to our nature. So how is it that we act according to this nature? So today I was going to speak about the five parts that explain how and why we should act according to this nature. The first is that of a mentor. To become successful in life, one must have a mentor in whatever we want to become successful in. Because without a mentor, we will be playing the game of uh, reinventing the wheel. The best way to become successful at anything, and this includes business, and includes education, includes uh, medicine, includes law, includes anything and everything that we do, devotion, anything, is to have one or more persons who are actually guiding us who have succeeded on that path. So by their guidance, what happens is that we're able to succeed faster. Otherwise, We'll think that, oh, I'll read the book, I'll read the Bhagavad Gita, and I will understand Krishna consciousness. Yes, you will understand Krishna consciousness to some extent, because Krishna will bless you for picking up the Bhagavad Gita and learning it. But to understand it perfectly, it is better to study the Bhagavad Gita under a person who has succeeded on the path and understands the Bhagavad Gita fully, can explain what sounds like some inconsistencies in the Bhagavad Gita, you might say, well, Krishna said this, then he also said that, which is it? Like that. Sometimes we'll read things in the Bhagavad Gita that we'll become a little uh, uh, concerned about, confused about, doubtful about, etc. So when we are taking guidance from a person who understands this, then it is a lot easier to understand what is it that we should be doing. That person in Krishna consciousness is called the guru. That is why in Bhagavad Gita chapter 4, Krishna says, Tadvidi pranipatena pariprashnena sevya opadekshyanti te jnanam jnaninas tatva darshana. That one should take guidance from 
the spiritual master because the spiritual master has seen the truth. He's tattvadarshi. He has seen the truth means he has understood who Krishna is and can explain to us who Krishna is, has become connected to Krishna and can help us become connected to Krishna as well, properly. So this is the first factor of our nature, that we should always take guidance from persons who actually have succeeded on the path so they can help us understand our nature and have our nature revealed to us. The second part of this, uh, uh, of the five, is energy. We have to become energized properly. If we become properly energized, then what will happen is that we will be able to do things and not move away from whatever we need to do because of loss of energy, because of loss of enthusiasm, etc. We will be always enthusiastic, no matter what difficulty comes. The saying uh, in English, when the, tough, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. No matter how difficult it becomes, a person who is properly energized does not give up. It is those who have become weak, those who have become devoid of energy of one sort or another that start giving up because they don't have the strength to be able to continue like that. So this is a second thing, and I'll answer any questions about you want to go deeper into these topics. The third is attraction. We should always work according to the law of attraction. What the law of attraction says is that if you act properly, then not only will you attract others towards you, like a magnet attracts iron filings, but you will also be attracted to the right situation, the right person, the right uh, circumstances, the right times, the right places. These four things are very important. Time, place, circumstance, and person. So all these four, when they're correctly situated, then you're going to be in a very good situation in your life. Amazingly great situation in your life. So this law of attraction is very important. In fact, just some time ago, there's a book that was written called The Secret. And in this, they're talking about the law of attraction. But they're speaking about half of the law of attraction, which is how to attract. How to attract success how to attract good results, etc. So that was called the law of attraction. But actually, if we are attracted to the right person, especially Krishna, because Krishna is the all-attractive, that is what Krishna means, means one who is all-attractive. And what is the attraction that we have for things? We are attracted to wealth, we are attracted to beauty, we are attracted to uh, knowledge, we are attracted to power, we are attracted to knowledge, and what was the other thing I said? Uh, knowledge, beauty, uh, fame is the other one. We are attracted to fame, and then we are attracted to renunciation. So these six things we are attracted to, and Krishna has all of these six things in not just the fullest degree, but unlimited degree. Now imagine if you know a very rich person was your best friend, right? Let's just take. Who is a very rich person, you might say? Very rich, filthy rich person. Example? Elon Musk. Very wealthy person, right? So if he was your best friend, would you have financial issues? No. Because he's got tons and tons of money. In fact, he gives away very large sums of money. People like Elon Musk, uh, uh, Bill Gates, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. uh, uh, Some of these people give away billions and billions of dollars every year. Just give it away. 
I remember one year when, uh, who's the one who is in Sun Microsystems? Uh, very famous person in America. He and Bill Gates are very good friends. Um, very famous. Anyway, so that particular year was 2008 and the market had a small crash. A market, you know, the market crashed at that time. That year when the market crashed, he gave away $40 billion. That's how wealthy he is. $40 billion. Now, you cannot compare these persons to Krishna. Because Krishna has much more than any of these people. What these people have is nothing. In fact, according to our, uh, some of our uh, spiritual leaders, they have this song that says, Data Ikaram, Bihari Sari Dunya. That the only real wealthy person, the wealthy giver, is the Lord. And everyone else is a beggar. And we can see that. There are some rich beggars and some poor beggars. That's all it is. But they're all begging. They're all out with their hand the next day saying, give me more, give me more, give me more. There was a time on this planet in the past when some of the people who were very rich, truly very rich, not like our rich people today, they never tried to earn any money. They never tried to collect any money from it. They're just giving, giving, and giving, not earning any money. That's how wealthy they were. And for generations, generations, they can do that. That's how much wealth they had. So these people become very attractive. So this power of attraction is very important. And then the fourth principle is the principle of pleasure. We all do things because we want to become happy. You're sitting here because for some reason you think, if I sit there, it'll help me become a happier person. Okay, Unless some of you, of course, were children, and you're brought here by your parents, and you had no choice. But I know even children who come here find out that it is a great place. Just two days ago, there's a lady who came here. She said, I came here after 40 years. 40 years. And she said, I was a small girl when my mother brought me here. White American lady. She was a Christian. She brought her daughter to the temple. Her daughter was older. No, she wasn't quite the baby that she was when she came. Uh, but she wanted to give her that experience. And she said, since I had that experience, and my brother, mother would bring me once in a while to this temple, he said, I feel my life has been a lot better. She looked like a happy person, you know. She wanted her daughter to be happy. Her daughter was going through some difficulties. So he wanted her to be happy. She said, let's go to the Hare Krishna temple. And I think if you do that, you'll become a happy person. You'll come to meet Krishna. You'll come to meet the Lord. Even though she's Christian, she believes in Christ, Jesus Christ. But she accepts that Christ is Krishna. It's the same person. Actually, it is. Because the, the word English word Christ comes from the Greek word Christos. And the Greek word Christos comes from the Latin word Christa. If you look up the dictionaries, you will see this is actually a fact. And if you look up the Latin dictionary for the, what they call epitomological, how do you use that word? Epitomological, yeah, epitomological word, which is the source word. For the word Krista, it is Krishna, the Sanskrit word Krishna. There is only one God. There may be many manifestations of the same God, but ultimately there is one God. That's why it's called omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. This word omni means one. So, we all do things because we want to be happy. So this is called the pleasure principle. So, if we follow these principles, and the fifth principle is the principle of service. Service means to express love. 
Ultimately, the purpose of life is to love and be loved. So if we have the greatest love, then we will have all the loves that are within the greatest love. Just like if you were a trillionaire, then naturally you're going to be a billionaire. Naturally you're going to be a millionaire. Because you're a trillionaire. Within a trillion is contained billions and millions. So in the same way, when you have love of God, love of Krishna, what is called Krishna Prema, then you will have all the other love that you want. You will not be craving any love, thinking, I don't have this, I need this love. You won't need it because you'll have the greatest of all love, which is Krishna Prema. And when you have Krishna Prema, that is called completion. Now you've completed your path. You will become completely satisfied. Savei pungsang parodharmo yathar bhakti adhokshaja hoituki apratihata yeyatma suprasidati. In the Srimad Bhagavatam is described, if you look at the whole of life and want to put it in one sentence as to what is the purpose of life, then it says the purpose of life is actually to engage in the loving devotional service of Sri Krishna. And to do that without cessation, meaning without any interruption. And to do it without any ulterior motive, with no motive except to love Krishna with a pure heart. Just like we have these little girls little uh, uh, children, the parents uh, love them without any motivation, in the sense, uh, they don't think to themselves, well, she's going to grow up, one day she's going to make a lot of money, and then I'm going to get a share of that money. It's done for pure love. It's not like, okay, I'm going to remember how many months I looked after you, and I'm going to write that down, the bill, and one day I'm going to give you the bill, and say, okay, for all that I did for you, this is my bill. They say in the United States of America, the average child costs a parent $750,000. Now that's a big investment, right? If you think about it. Right? And how much, those of us who are parents here, what is our realization of how much we get back from the 750000 financially? Probably, yeah. You keep giving more, right? They get married, and now they have their family, and you're still giving to the family. So that means it's done out of love, right? You're taking care of them. Of course, it's duty also. They're my child, so I have to look after my child. But it is a lot of love in there too. In fact, it is said, the closest to love of God that we come to is the love that a mother has for her little baby. Because the baby is only giving her a lot of trouble, right? Baby won't sleep properly, poops so many times, hungry so many times, crying so many times. Mother wants to sleep has got a husband to serve as well, has got other children to serve, maybe has a job as well, right? And she's taking all this trouble to bring up this baby. Why? Because of the love that the mother has for the baby, natural love for the baby. I remember one of my friends telling me that, no, no, I don't think you, that's not correct. I mean, you know, it's, it's a little about money too. And I said, okay, at the right time, I will, I will, I'll tell you something that will make you understand. So, but, Five years later, she had a baby of her own. So I went to the hospital and to actually greet them, just to congratulate her for the nice child that she had, nice daughter that she had. And I said, why don't you give me the daughter and I will give you $10 billion. She said, no way. No way I'm going to give my daughter to you for $10 billion. I said, now you know what love is. Otherwise, you are thinking to yourself, I want to become rich, I'd like to become a millionaire, I'm telling you billion, and yet you don't want it. 
because you love. Like how many of you as devotees here, those of us, of course every one of us is a devotee here. How many of you as devotees, if I say to you, I'll give you $10 billion, please give, a, please give up your Krishna consciousness. Please give it up. Don't be Krishna conscious. Give it up. How many of you would give up your Krishna consciousness for $10 billion? Can you please raise your hand? I think some of you are being a little dishonest. But it is true that, and you're not being dishonest, I'm just joking. But the fact is, devotees will not give up Krishna consciousness for any amount of money. Why? Why will they not give up Krishna consciousness for any amount of money? Think, you're all good at thinking. Because you love Krishna, yeah. Yeah, you don't see happiness in other things that you've been doing. You've been doing something for a long time, but you don't seem to be very happy. But when you came to Krishna consciousness, you noticed that the happiness there was really nice. It was something real, right? And how much did the temple charge you for that happiness? Nothing. And the others are charging, right? And you still don't feel happy after spending all that money. Because this is real. That is illusory happiness. This is real happiness. Happiness of Krishna is real. Material happiness is illusory because you think you're doing something, it's your mind playing games with you, but in reality, the only happiness is that happiness which is reflected from Krishna. It's a little like if I put a mirror and you're standing in front of the mirror, will you inside the mirror be happy if you are unhappy? No. Will that person, you, smile inside if you're not smiling outside? No. It's a reflection. So similarly, we come from Krishna. So when we give happiness to Krishna, then naturally we feel even real happiness and greater happiness. And this is called Krishna consciousness. Be conscious of Krishna at all times. Like that. So this is completion. So these five principles, the principle of mentor, the principle of energy, the principle of attraction, the principle of pleasure, and the principle of completion through service are the five principles that govern our nature. That is what explains what is our nature. So if we act according to this nature, we will be phenomenally successful. Now you might say, well, I know devotees who have become successful, but I don't think they become very successful. For example, they don't have billions of dollars in their bank account. Why devotees, why do you think some devotees don't want to have billions of dollars in the bank account? Or are not chasing it. Let's say they, they do want it, but they're not going to chase it. They're not going to chase money down to get billions of dollars in the bank account. Why do you think they won't do that? Yes, they don't want to get attached to the money. They want to stay attached to Krishna. Because Krishna is worth them more than the money. Let me give you an example. There is a lot of money in the game of Monopoly. You agree? Any of you played the game of Monopoly? Yes? You know there is a lot of money in it, right? You can make $10,000, $100,000 of Monopoly money, right? Now there is also a lot of money in the United States of America called the, the green dollar. Right? Okay, so... If you had a choice, which one would you chase? The monopoly money or the US dollar? Between the two, don't talk about anything else, okay? Yes, why? Why is the US dollar better than monopoly money? Because it what? Yeah. You can go to a store and buy some bread with it. Not that I'm asking you to do that, by the way. But you can go to a store and buy something, right? Say the bread costs $5. 
You can go to the store and say, here's five dollars, I have a loaf of bread, right? You go to the same store and say, I got ten thousand dollars monopoly money, can I please have that loaf of bread? What do you think that store person is going to say to you? I have a place, I know where you belong. Let me send you to that place, let me give you the number for that mental asylum. Right? But the problem is, that's exactly what we're doing. We're chasing illusory money instead of chasing the real wealth. The real wealth is love of Krishna. Because love of Krishna will take care of it. I mean, do devotees starve? Do you think devotees starve? Anybody thinks devotees starve? How many of you think devotees eat too much? Put your hands up. I know that. I'm for sure myself one of those persons. It's only recently I've started telling myself, don't stop eating so much. Then you see me losing weight. Because that's another reason I did that too. But the point is that devotees are not starving. Do you think devotees have no place to stay? How many of you here are homeless? None. Devotees have a place to stay. Do devotees have clothes to wear? Of course they do. Sometimes devotees are so fancy, people say, how can you be a devotee when you wear such nice clothes? I thought devotee meant renounced. Renunciation doesn't mean to give up. Renunciation means to use something properly. To apply something properly is called uh, yukta viragya, like that. So, we can see that when you become a devotee, you understand what is real and what is illusory, and you stop wasting your time with illusory. We've been doing this, by the way, you cannot become a devotee unless in one of your previous lives you were one of these demigods. And these demigods, they have pocket change wealth. Their their wealth in their pocket, which jingles like coins, worth a few planet Earths in value. That's how rich they are. Now, planet Earth is very expensive, right? If you put a value on planet Earth, what do you think the value would be in dollar terms? What is the value of planet Earth? Many gazillions and gazillions of dollars like this here, right? Googleplex dollars. And yet they have that as pocket change. The poorest person in the demigod kingdom has that much. We were that. So why are we chasing that now? How many of us go to university and think, let me go back to kindergarten and sing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How many of us would like to do that after you became university students? You don't go back. You go forward. Krishna consciousness is going forward. Otherwise, you're spinning wheels or going backwards. What's the point? That is insanity. And then we have everybody else to blame for my problems instead of understanding that is my problem. I didn't accept to do the right thing. Now, if you might say, I never learned this, I never heard this. Well, now you're hearing it. And this is being spoken about since ions. We didn't hear it because we didn't want to hear this. What you want to hear, Krishna will make the arrangement. He says, I will always make the arrangement for every one of us. He is the father that is the father of all of us. So please take advantage of this program. Uh, Progress in your lives. And most importantly, help others progress in their life because the teacher is the best student. When you reach out to others and serve them in a way that they can progress, your progress will multiply much faster. Hare Krishna, I'm going to stop here and ask if any of you have any questions.
Anything you'd like to say? Yes. I'm sorry? How to one, yes. So basically the first principle is the mentor, right? So you have a spiritual master or somebody who is, uh, who understands the process and can actually show it to you so that you can also understand it. Like I do that myself. I, I reveal people's nature to them based on, there's a way, there's a scientific way of doing it where we look at your psychophysical nature and we also look at what your spiritual master asked you to do because spiritual masters also tell us, right? Now he may not specifically tell a person this thing because whatever the reason is. But general things he will say, like what are some things spiritual masters tell us to do generally? Chant Hare Krishna, what else? We break the scriptures, yes, what else? Eat prasadam, right? Sing and dance, worship the deity, this, that, and the other. So yeah. So all these things will help reveal. And then the psychophysical nature, bring that in, I give that part, I show them how to do that. And also some things, some things about the spiritual side, you know? And so by this method, we're able to actually reveal the person. And I use sound vibration myself. For example, each and every one of us have names. And our names create sound vibration. The sound vibration will create a nature around us. So you should know what does your name create as a nature around you. And that helps you understand yourself. Whenever I do that and I tell people, whatever the name is, they think to themselves, wow, that's me. I always understood that. I never thought that's you know, how it's supposed to be. And when you're born, this, that, and the other, all these things help uh, show your nature, which is why you end that situation. Nothing happens unscientifically. Everything happens scientifically. So this is one very easy way to figure it out. Another is to always pray to Lord Nasingadev. Lord Nasingadev reveals nature very nicely. So if we have very great, good faith in Lord Nasingadev, if you try a combination of these, it's the best. Try, you know, a number of things together. Then you speed the process up because it's also hard to become dedicated to Lord and Singh, they're so nicely, so quickly, you know. Like it said in this purport, it takes time, it's done gradually. So that takes time and we don't have much patience, do we? We sort of feel like, I need to know now, why should I have to wait for 20, 30 years or something like that to learn something, you see that? Although we are ready to wait 20, 30 years to become a PhD, right? But spiritual science, we want it to come faster, which is a bigger science, much bigger than any education science. So, but still that's how it happens. So people like myself and others, we help in the process and help people reveal their natures so that they know then, okay, this is my purpose in life and I can do this and it'll help me uh, become a better person, a better devotee, and more importantly, serve others. Because serving others is a very, very important principle. Extremely important. In fact, there are two principles that are most important. Serving the Lord by the process of the chanting of the holy names, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. And secondly, serving others. Because everyone is a child of Krishna. Serving them, you will please Krishna faster. Even better than serving Krishna is to serve Krishna's people. He feels just like when we have children, we notice somebody helps our children, we become very happy. Better than serving us directly is to look after, help look after the children nicely. Because it's always a challenge, right, looking after children. And for Krishna, it's also a challenge. We are his children, but how many of us really want to have a, a relationship with Krishna? Very few, right? Prabhupada said, if 1% of the 1% of this world becomes Krishna conscious, the whole world will become Vikunta. 1% of 1%. That's one out of 10,000 people. So you can see how most of the children are not ready to 
do the right thing. But even then, Krishna never gives up. But if we help in the process, Krishna really appreciates it. Now, he can do it, but he won't force it because love cannot be forced. It has to be done by free will. So that's why. But we can push it along a little, right? Because we are friends and, you know, on a peer level, we can push it along. Wonderful. Thank you for that wonderful question. Anybody else has anything? No? Well, thank you very much for coming. And we will make some announcements and then we'll do the kirtan. You ready for the kirtan? Sorry? Somebody has a question? Yes. Oh, Madhuji, yes, please. Well, yeah. Yes. Eating prasadam means to honor the mercy of the Lord. And how much prasadam we should eat should be based on our nature. So if we don't need too much, we should eat less. If you need more because you're working on a farm and you know, you've got a lot of physical activity and you need to take a lot of food so that you can become energized to do that, that's a different story. So the idea is to eat according to one's need. Not more and not less. And some people as they get older do become more voracious in their appetite. And some as they get older lose uh, appetite. So it's based on one's own situation. How much can you handle? How much can you accept and absorb? That is true. If you do more physical exercise, you will require more food. That is true. No, in my case, I was taking more because my tongue was out of control. Yeah. I was relishing food. When you relish something, you tend to overeat, right? Then to eat too much of something you really like, and so you have to control yourself and say, "Don't do that." Thank you. All right. So, vanchakalpa turubhischa kripasandhu bhayevacha patita nam pavanebhya veshnavebhya namo namah nantakori veshnava brindiki jai shrimad bhagavad gita tharupa ki jai shrila prabhupada ki jai shri shri radha kalachanji ki jai shri gaur bhakta brindiki jai nitai gaur premanande hari hari bo.